the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watching me on Facebook Live, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, W-A-V-A, and whether you're dry or uh, whether you're wet in the rain or wherever you are, whatever you're doing, guess what? At least you and I get to hang out uh, for the next hour as we uh, build bridges of conversation, and specifically today, it's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're going to be talking about social justice and the gospel be interesting to have that conversation and side kicking it with me today is my main man assistant producer tony penny how's it going tony going great doc thanks for having me today. always good to have you uh kicking it along the side with me today and of course uh if people don't know how we roll we have marriage mondays that was yesterday tough topic tuesday today tomorrow's wisdom wednesday theological thursdays and then open phone in fridays anything we want to talk about on friday is fair game. But today, it is Tough Topic Tuesday. Tony, why don't you open us up in a word of prayer after I give the phone number, which is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. If you're driving, remember... Keep those eyes open and on the road, but let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your gospel. Thank you for justice. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to bring justice and the gospel to a dying world. Mm. Bless our our time today. Bless this show. Bless our listeners. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. If you want to get a hold of us a few other ways, always go to andersonspeaks.com or EmbraceGracism.com. Both of those are uh, email addresses and books and videos and other uh, materials that you can get on any one of those uh, uh, website platforms. So make sure you catch us there. Again, if you want to give us a call and join the conversation, we're going to open the lines here. Uh, but Tony's going to kind of give us an introduction of what's going on. The number again is 888-43-BRIDGE, 888 bridge and tony why are we talking about the subject of social justice justice and the gospel well 
Uh, just recently, within the past uh, few weeks or so, a group of prominent evangelical leaders, many of them pastors, authors, theologians, um, even radio show hosts, have put together what they call the Statement on Social Justice and the Gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, social justice has uh, become something of a buzzword within the Big C Church over the past few years. Mm. Um, really, it's been something that has been um, a part of the church for for centuries, really, uh, mm-hmm. certainly decades. Um, this particular group of evangelical leaders, though, came together to create a list, of uh, a set of 14 affirmations and subsequent denials mm. um, as it pertains to Scripture, as it pertains to God, the gospel, mm. culture, um, gender, sexuality, right. and race. Hmm. There has been um, quite an outcry within the, the evangelical world about this particular statement, both from people who support the statement and mm-hmm. for people who are, would be considered by some to be social justice warriors, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and it, it's it's created something of a firestorm. And while I believe that the evangelical leaders involved in this say they want to create a conversation, mm. um, I think it's created a little bit more division than anything else. Well, we'll find out as it uh, goes on. But the question that we want to talk about today is, should the church take up the cause of social justice? Why or why not? What do you think? Maybe as an evangelical Christian, or maybe even if you're not an evangelical Christian, but you have a you sort of have an opinion on it, should the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, take up the fight, take up the cause of social justice? If so, why? If not, why not? That's what we want to talk about today. Eight 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 four three two seven four three four. That's triple eight four three bridge. Uh, some some leaders that uh, I know are, are part of the signers. What what kind of a signatory thing is this? Is this one person? Is it several people? Is it uh, what's been going on there? There's about 14 different initial signers, which okay. may or may not coincide uh, with the 14 different affirmations and denials. There's 14 different initial signers. It's been posted online at a website, and anyone can go on read the statements. And if they agree, and if they're so compelled to do so, they can sign on as well. And mm-hmm. as of uh, earlier this afternoon, there were over 7,000 people that had gone on and signed it. Uh-huh. Signing it meaning they affirm, they affirm. Uh, that uh, this statement is in line with what their theological doctrines and beliefs are. Maybe we can uh, dive into it just a little bit when we get back from our commercial break. Maybe our listeners will agree with it. Maybe they'll disagree with it. But out of the 14 tenets There's an affirmation and a denial, and those tenets are as much as sin, justice, scripture, racism, ethnicity, so it'd be quite interesting to see where our listeners land. You are tuned into, talking to, and listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Are you 
tired of living in that smelly basement? Well, let me tell you something. Amber and I had some basement issues. We called Best Buy Waterproofing. They came and they helped us out. If you have mold, mildew, cracks, blistered paint in your walls, or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe, then call Best Buy Waterproofing. Just go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Tony Penny, assistant producer, sidekicking today with the good doc on this tough topic Tuesday where we're talking about social justice and the gospel our question for you is this should the church take up the fight for social justice mm. if so why if not why not 888-432-7434 is our number how about that well big shout out to Eugene Kennedy and Maria Ward Weaver Charles Kade Sawagdago and uh, Mike Perez, all on my uh, Facebook Live page, along with Angel Cartagena. In fact, Mike Perez is down at uh, OGS, which stands for Omega Graduate School, along with Dr. Ward, one of the amazing professors down there watching us online, and academic dean. Bottom line is we often talk about OGS. Oxford Graduate School was the former name, uh, uh, but the current name is Omega Graduate School. I am the current chancellor, and we've always encouraged people to go there. And so Mike Perez is one of many who have decided to listen to me, listen to our advertising, went down there, and is loving it. So big shout-out. If you're interested, just go to ogs.edu. Let people know that you are a listener of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, ogs.edu. Now, Tony, if people want to talk to us about this topic, social justice, whether the church should take up the fight or not, um, you could get many different opinions on this from a theological perspective. Is that, is that why the, the framers of this statement felt like there needed to be a statement put out because the church was going maybe too far left? 
Well, the the leaders seem to believe that social justice is not um, a primary component of the gospel, um, and that in fact it's heresy to what they describe as elevating non-essentials to the status of essentials. Okay. Social justice um, has become, like I said, it's become some, something of a buzzword the past several years or so. Certainly as we've seen um, uh, police-involved shootings of unarmed black men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, football players taking a knee in response to that, uh, things of that nature. Social justice has has, has kind of come to the forefront in a lot of evangelical churches, some of which could be considered um, to the left. Some okay. of them are, are Reformed churches. They are conservative churches, hmm. uh, and some are, are fall somewhere in the middle. But these particular leaders decided that they had had enough, and it was time to put out a declarative statement. Enough from their, of what? Uh, well, enough I, of what? Enough of what they feel is heresy. Enough of what they feel is uh, the the secular world creeping into the church uh, and doing more damage than anything right now. Okay, the framers. How many were there? Fourteen. And are they all men? They're all men as far as I can tell. And are they uh, predominantly all white men? Any there's black men, one African American. There's one African American man that I recognize from the signers, okay. and that's it. But there, there may be more. But that's the okay. only one that I recognize. So we're, you, I'm just wondering. You know, when you wait, make a statement like this, you feel like social justice is creeping into the core doctrines of the church. Who's saying that? Is that like a broad group of the body of Christ, male and female, black, brown, and white, or is it one particular evangelical group of men? who feel like, you know what, you're pushing me too much left because now you want to talk to me about race. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know. And, and the predominant, um, if, if you take the time to read these 14 affirmations. Because I would denials, agree with many of it. I mean, there's, generally speaking. Our normal theological them, evangelical statement on on the the Imago Day, the image of God, the the, the uh, authority of Scripture, infallibility. I mean, there's nothing that has changed in this statement in the affirmations. It's the denials that basically are saying, uh, "Can you just leave me alone with all that social justice, racial, ethnic stuff, please?" And it, it talks a little bit about um, gender. It talks about. Um, uh, uh, sexuality as well. Okay, but the, the the when you read this, this was spurred on by a call for racial equity and multicultural ministry and mm-hmm. an understanding of things like. And I'm going to throw this this phrase out here, and it's probably going to trigger some people. Things like white privilege. Um, you know. This was all starting to come into conversations in the church. This is a response or a reaction to it. This is a response okay. to it by uh-huh. these 14 initial signers who put this together. Well, listen, if I were going to write a statement on social justice from the scriptures, surely, surely I would mention it over 2,000 scriptures that talk to us about what we're supposed to do with regard to social justice as opposed to spending all that real estate uh, and all that brain trust on why social justice is not an integral to the gospel. Yeah, no, that's not in there. Yeah, um, okay, I just wanted to make sure. That's not there. Um, Micah 6-8, that's nowhere to be found, really, for the most part. Um, any of the, the, the Well, it's in there. It is in there. 
thousands of things about yeah, no. um, the I poor. We don't really see that in a list of uh, in a list of of scriptures that uh, that were listed. I I saw that Micah six eight was in there, but mm-hmm. what is not what is not uh, in there is any kind of call to social justice for the help of those who are historically oppressed or marginalized. It's like it's not even there. We just want to theologically make sure that everybody understands that uh, those people out there, uh, like uh, David Anderson and others, um, (laughs) may be theologically off base because they're calling us to to build bridges of racial reconciliation that's not scripture so maybe that's a heresy what do you think well i think that for them to place that call for racial reconciliation for multicultural ministry mm-hmm. on the same level as the gospel of jesus christ to them is heresy now, I, I got it. Do they mm-hmm. believe in racial reconciliation? I think that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, do they believe in multicultural ministry? I think that they do. But I think that they feel like putting that as such a um, making that such a primary major and not a minor is yeah. where we go wrong and come off the rails. Well, the, in the bottom line, and maybe our listeners would agree or disagree, but uh, the bottom line is if salvation has anything to do with good works. Uh, social justice works, then it is uh, an aberration and heresy, aberration from the gospel and heresy, because doctrinally uh, salvation is something that is with your own heart and with Mm -hmm. your own head and has nothing to do with your hands. Right. And so if you want, if you want a salvific message that only connects the head and the heart, you're good to go. But if you have a salvific message that has the head, the heart, and the hand somehow connected to it, then it's heresy. And, you know, there's sometimes I would uh, agree with that, that it has to be a heart issue. It has to be a, uh, you know, a mental understanding. But it's outflow, if it's going to be real, has to have some kind of expression to verify whether what we're saying we believe and profess actually is something that we truly possess. You know, um, I didn't see uh, Psalm 146. I know uh, you had mentioned Micah 6, 8, and they, you know, they, they drop a lot of scriptures in there. But, you know, Psalm 146, verses 6 through 10. And by the way, if you want to call and join the conversation, you're welcome to. My lines are now open. The number is 888-432-7434. Somewhat of a theological Thursday kind of a conversation, and at the same time a tough topic Tuesday kind of a conversation. Because what is the gospel, and uh, what does the gospel compel us to do? Eight 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 four three bridge. Do you think the church ought to take up the fight for social justice? But um, Psalm one forty six verses six through ten say, "He is the maker of heaven and earth." the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down and the Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise 
the Lord. So it looks like the Lord's pretty committed uh, to social <laughs> justice. And then when you look at Jesus, when he comes, he says, I've actually come uh, and I've been anointed and appointed to set the captives free. So like what gospel uh, somehow um, divorces itself from social justice? That's what I want to know. And uh, as we talk about that, I think we have to kind of come to sort of um, first principles. How do you define social justice? What exactly does that mean? Now, Mm -hmm. that particular term uh, can be dated back to the 1840s when um, I believe it was a Catholic bishop coined the term social justice uh, out of the works of Thomas Aquinas. Mm -hmm. So, And that predates... The Communist Manifesto, which is what many people who are against, quote unquote, social justice and social justice warriors will tell you. This is nothing more than cultural Marxism, Gramscian Marxism, Mm. um, creating labels for people and then dividing them against one another. That's Mm. not exactly what this is. Mm. When Jesus came, he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So it looks like when Jesus came, he was anointed to do something I think was pretty pretty powerful. But I think what they may be saying is that, okay, so Jesus was anointed to preach the good news to the poor. What's the good news? And so maybe they have decided we're just going to take the good news, the gospel, and really help define um, that one part of Jesus's anointing. But they leave all the other parts of Jesus's anointing out. Mm -hmm. And when do we get a, you know, a pass for all of the other parts of that anointing and just grab that one little piece? This is what the good news is. This is what the gospel is. But Jesus started there, but he didn't end there. So maybe maybe you have a thought or a comment about this. Maybe you have a question about it if you have your theological hat on. But we're talking today about social justice in the gospel and specifically should the church take up the fight or the cause of social justice? Why or why not? 888-432-7434 is our number. We'd love to hear from you. You know, back in April, um, there was a group of, of, another group of evangelicals, shall we say, on the other side of this, called the Gospel Coalition, is a group of people that got together on the anniversary of Martin Luther King's assassination, the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary of the assassination. And they um, talked a lot about social justice, mm-hmm. and um, those participants were some pretty prominent pastors, and not necessarily pastors that you would say were to the left mm-hmm. so much people like john piper and russell moore and mm. um these aren't these aren't you know li- what you would call liberal uh pastors or theologians right so these are folks that are pretty serious about it um and they came to the conclusion that social justice was compatible with the gospel and was part of the the work that the church should be a part of um, as an, as you said, an outflow of the gospel. Now, is mm-hmm. it the primary mission of the church to work in social justice? I don't believe that it's the primary mission. Personally, I think the primary mission is to create disciples and to equip the saints. Yeah, but what does that mean? You know, when he says, go ye therefore and make disciples, teaching them to observe and obey uh, everything I've commanded, how do you separate that? 
you know, making disciples is not just getting people to say, dear Jesus, come into my life. I know I'm a sinner. It's mm-hmm. giving birth without giving life, right. you know, and so we don't we don't somehow just say this is, you know, OK to you for you to believe. But uh, don't worry about how you behave. <laughs> you right. know, there's got to be some kind of confluence between belief, behavior, as well as belonging. And so it just seems weird to me that there would be an argument for the gospel that says make disciples. And then he goes on and says, yeah, now let me tell you what that means. Right. Teach people what to do. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Teach them how to ob- obey and observe my commands. That's what a disciple is. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, it is someone who follows their rabbi. It is someone mm-hmm. who follows their teacher and tries to do and be exactly like the teacher. Mm. Well, what did the teacher say? What did the teacher do? Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? Exactly. 888 As soon as we get back from the commercial break, we're going to take your phone calls. We'll uh, start off with uh, Gainesville, Virginia, if you're still there in just a couple of minutes. Let me run to my break now, and as soon as I get back... I'm taking your phone calls, 888-432-7434. Should the church take up the cause for social justice? Why or why not? Should we just uh, focus on leading people to Jesus, but not calling them to do much more except have devotions and a good quiet time and uh, and, and have a good marriage and good kids? Maybe, maybe that's what Jesus meant. I think he meant a little bit more than that. Mm, we'll Probably. find out in just a minute. We can Richly here to talk about my friends at I Hate Knee Pain. They help you get rid of my knee pain. So if you're tired of your daily aching knees, you need to visit I Hate Knee Pain in Rockville. They offer a breakthrough program without risky harmful drugs, a unique approach with hundreds of raving fans like me. It's FDA approved, covered by Medicare and most major medical insurances. Call 301-679-7900. That's 301-679-7900. Or go to IHateKneePain.com. Message and data rates may apply. Dear Bosley, when my dad lost his hair, it made him very sad. He doesn't like the way he looks. I heard you were very good at hair. Please give my dad his hair back. Love, Maddie. Well, Maddie, today's a wish come true for your dad and every guy listening with hair loss because Bosley's about to give them their real hair back permanently. They'll get a free information kit and a free gift card when they text GOOD to 85850. Guys, let Bosley show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Thank you, Bosley. Get your hair back today with America's number one hair restoration expert. Get a free information kit and a free gift card for $250 off by texting GOOD to 85850. That's G-O-O-D to 85850. Hi, this is Nick Brino, local sales manager at WAVA. If you love WAVA, have experience in outside sales, and understand digital marketing, we may have a career opportunity for you. Call 703-807-2266 or apply online by going to WAVA.com. Use the keyword job. You know WAVA's mission. Here's your chance to join our team. Call our main number, 703-807-2266 or apply online by going to WAVA.com. Keyword job. 
equal opportunity employer. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Tony Penny sidekicking it with me uh, today. And we are talking about social justice and the gospel uh, there is a statement on social justice in the gospel that has come out by 14 drafters of uh, theology who have uh, affirmations and denials about what they believe uh, social justice is and is not. Bottom line, they don't think it's a part of the gospel and inherent to the gospel. They do believe it's uh, truly just uh, um, receiving Christ as Lord and Savior with a, a lot of theological doctrine to support that, of course, and I would believe that as well. So most of the affirmations I'm with. Uh, it's the it's the denials that get me because there's no reason to put out a statement on social justice and the gospel unless you're basically saying I'm tired of this social justice stuff and stop talking about uh, multiculturalism, ethnicity and and race relations and, and people. Uh, we deny certain things uh, about about social justice. And so, Tony, what I want you to do in a minute is read some of the denials so we understand. Sure. I think there's some we really agree with and maybe some we don't, and, mm-hmm. and that's fine too. I want to know what my listeners think, so we'll come back to that in just a second. Let me give the phone number and let me take a phone call, and then we'll come back to you uh, on on what are some of the affirmations or denials. 888 432 7434 is my number live here in studio. If you want to give me a call, now's the time to do so. 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's go to Gainesville, Virginia, and talk to Stacy, who's on the line. Hi, Stacy. It's Dr. Anderson and Tony Penny. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure to talk with you. The pleasure is ours. Thank you so much. Hey, what do you think about this? I think it's really interesting, and I and I think it it's um, the conversation is, uh, is is particularly important right now. I think in our culture, and in my opinion, um, I have not read this document that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I I tend to feel is happening a lot in in among Christian churches is just the infiltration of political parties where, mm-hmm. um, you know, aligning your faith with a political party mm-hmm. um, is causing the division and causing people to feel that they have to take these political, well, when you say social justice, mm-hmm. that is absolutely scriptural. That is, God calls us in every way to the poor, to the outcast, to the held down and the oppressed. 
mm-hmm. but I think in our culture, this term social justice has taken on some kind of political meaning, mm-hmm. and it people automatically think, oh, well, that belongs with that party, and mm-hmm. that this, right. is, this is what they want to advocate for, right. and I'm not part of that party, so, uh, you know, and it just, so maybe maybe I'm a bad Christian. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm a bad Christian because I'm not a part of that party. So it makes you feel like you're being judged in some way, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you it. know, so people, I, I think that people are, Christians are really getting too wrapped up in their politics mm-hmm. and they need to get in the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, where don't let the your, uh, political party become your doctrine. That's because good. the politics of this country are not based on there is neither party, no party that is saying we are the Christian party. Right. We are the followers of Jesus. Right. And although some Christians want to say, oh, but my party is the follower of Jesus. No, my party is the true follower of Jesus. No, no party yeah. is. And I think if we all got away from trying to make our Christianity our politics or yeah. politics our faith, then this division in these terms just wouldn't have the same meaning because yeah. if we're all doing what Colossians 3 says to have the mind of Christ right right we're going to be we're going to be outflowing social justice because that is who Christ is that's who he is well you you've stated it so very well from Gainesville Virginia thank you so much miss Stacy i bless you in god's Holy name, you know, Tony, she said something I think was really powerful, and that is sometimes we take the gospel and we take, I don't know, politics, and we allow it to infiltrate our churches based really on our topic that we want. So it could be abortion, mm-hmm. which, by the way, the, the, this statement mentions nothing about that. It mentions something about race, right? right. <laughs> ethnicity, about race. you know, but nothing yeah. about abortion. Right. And these are the same people who are like, okay, right side of the conservative, uh, you know, uh, theological yeah. spectrum. Mm-hmm. And you say anything uh, about pro-choice or anything like that, they're up in a rant. And yet you're going to write a whole statement on social justice and not even mention uh, right to life, but you want to make sure uh, that, you know, if we're dealing with ethnicity and race, we better make sure that doesn't go too far into the church. Yeah, you know, Michael Gerson is a, a syndicated columnist. He In his column yesterday, he said, um, one of the signatories, whose name I'm not going to mention, surveys the evangelical movement in 2018, increasingly discredited by rank hypocrisy and close ties to an angry ethno-nationalist political movement, and concludes that its main problem is too much social justice. Mm, too much. Too much social justice. Yeah. Not anything else. Certainly not a, um, a an alignment with a political party yeah. um, that whose leader stands in stark opposition uh, to everything that we say we believe in. Huh. Um, that's not an issue. Social justice is the big problem in the in the evangelical church in 2018. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Well, I'd love to argue politics. I like it. To debate politics, I like it. But uh, I just don't want to be on the wrong side of advocating for uh, the rich and somehow taking away from the poor and then putting God's stamp on it and calling it great theology. Otherwise, you're somehow polluting Christian doctrine. I don't want to be on that side of it. No. I'll be right back. 
when asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> They're outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came out. Love it. it was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. It's Real Talk. Dr. David Anderson, how in the world are you today? Tony Penny's side kicking it with me today. Tony, what are we talking about today? We're talking about social justice and the gospel. Mm. Should the church take up the fight for social justice? Why or why not? 888-432-7434 is our number. You can go to our Facebook page. A lot of folks talking in there. Uh, if you want to leave us a comment or a question, we'll be sure to check that out, too. Mm, we're in a Fairfax, Virginia right now talking to Leopold. Leopold, thank you so much for giving us a call. What are you thinking today? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, 
just wanted to uh, touch on, on this uh, subject about social gospel in um, in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did not read also as the previous um, you know uh, person mentioned. Mm-hmm. I did not read the statement mm-hmm. from those uh, those author, but I just wanted to make the point that uh, we have to be clear that um, the gospel is is uh, is uh, is something separate from social justice. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm black, and 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 I don't believe that uh, it's the church calling to be, uh, you know, uh, on the front of the social justice. Uh, uh, the, the the calling of the church mm-hmm. is to preach the gospel. And uh, if you if you go through the scripture, you will see that the apostle Paul was living in a time where there was slavery, but he yeah. never he never really mention about, you know, uh, going and fighting slavery. He was yeah. talking about how to convert soul. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, uh, let me just make it clear, though, it wasn't talking about American heinous slavery of, uh, of you know, uh, dehumanizing humans. It was indentured servitude. It was employment. So it's, it's a bit different uh, if you use biblical yes. slavery. So I think that that's important because if you use slavery passages to somehow justify American heinous slavery that dehumanized a person from being the imago Dei, the image of God, mm-hmm. then you've used God's mm-hmm. word to actually do exactly the opposite of what the Lord wanted. You'd Absolutely. agree with that, right, Leopold? I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But yeah. what I'm saying is we should not be sidetracked by focusing on this social issue because yeah. we will never be able to solve all these problems until Jesus Christ comes back. Well, I do, and, I do agree with that. Focus, but what, what I don't agree yeah. with, and I'm going to let you get the last word here because I love talking to you, but I don't know how you divorce uh-huh. it. Like, if you say political, then I agree with you. But if you say social, mm-hmm. like taking care of widows or a good Samaritan, mm-hmm. then it seems to me like that is mm-hmm. completely what the church should be about. What do you think? Uh, yeah, this you know, this is a risk. Uh, you know, I do sympathize with, you know, taking care, helping the poor, and that should be something, uh, as as believers, we should have compassion for those people and, to the extent possible, do what mm-hmm. we can. But yeah. our primary, our main focus should be converting soul. Yeah. And whether they're in the Republican or the Democratic yeah. Party, because I don't belong to any of these parties. Yeah, me and, But to me, it's <laughs> important. And I agree with the previous uh, person who said that many identify themselves with a party, yeah. uh, Christian, evangelical Christian, yeah. I mean, and I disagree with that uh-huh. because the gospel is for everybody and yeah. we do not fight for any political party. That's we right. We're just standing for the truth and yeah. preach the gospel. I agree. I agree with that. And I appreciate what you stated there, my friend. Lord bless you. Okay, Leopold. Thank you. Amen. Yes. See, I agree with Leopold, but I agree with it as a first step. I don't think conversion is the only uh, purpose of salvation because he says, go make disciples, mm-hmm. right? And so if conversion is a first step, we really don't need a church. All we need is an evangelistic rally, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a Billy Graham evangelistic rally, Uh like my wife went to and she got saved in Connecticut when Billy Graham preached. She walked down as, as they were singing just as I am and then let her go. Uh, and then she doesn't need to be a part of a church. She doesn't need to uh, grow in her faith. She doesn't need to go to Moody Bible Institute, feel a call to ministry. We don't even need to have a church. We, we have ministries. All we need to do as soon as people get saved, move on. Right. 
And I think that um, what these signatories in this particular document, this, the statement on social justice in the gospel, are saying, whether they mean to or not, is um, we're about a certain kind of social justice, mm. just not one that would force us, I think, to enter into somebody else's pain. So, for example— As it relates to race— or maybe sexuality. Right. So, for example. Um, but if, in, it, if it relates to uh, a, a woman having an abortion. Justice for the unborn. Right. Yes. Justice for the unborn uh-huh. is one thing. Right. Um, justice outside of that in, in this larger realm of, of quote-unquote social justice is something completely different. Mm-hmm. One of the denials that they have uh, among the 14 affirmation and denials is that we deny that any person is morally culpable for another person's sin, and we further deny that one's ethnicity establishes any necessary connection to any particular sin. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? That means, means that— I'm not responsible for slavery. You're certainly not. No, no. Yeah. but, but uh, it means a, as, a, a, as a white uh, Caucasian person, right. you cannot hold me responsible for what my ancestors did for slavery, for segregation, for Jim Crow, for anything. You can't hold anybody responsible for that. So there's really no need for me to repent of that because I wasn't there. Exactly. I get it. Okay. Exactly. As it relates to justice, I see. Um, they say we deny that true justice can be culturally defined, or that standards of justice that are merely socially constructed can be imposed with the same authority as those that are derived from Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, justice outside of the church is not the same as justice within the church or within Scripture. That's mm, what they're saying. I see. So if there's injustice outside the church, but then those people come inside the church, the church should really be there for all of them, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then you go back out to your unjust worlds. Right. But our job in the church is not to go help them in their unjust worlds. Maybe not to go help them, but certainly not to make that um, a central tenant of the church body. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So if a man is beating his wife and several of the deacons are beating their wife, they're doing it at home. And so now they all come to church and the wives say, you know, my husband has beaten me. They say, well, you know what? That's not really – he needs to just get saved. Uh, Yeah, but he is saved. He's a deacon. Well, then we need to talk to him as a brother – uh, and so deal with it inside the church. But then when we find out it's an epidemic and like uh, all the husbands are beating their wives and it becomes a movement where the wives are saying, you know, we don't want to be married to men that are beating us who are in the church. It would be wrong then to make somehow the justice for the women who are being beat. Uh, it would be wrong for us to preach against that. It would be wrong for us to somehow advocate for her. That would certainly seem to be a logical conclusion of where this goes. Uh-huh. Interesting. 888-432-7434 is the number that we have. If you want to call us and get in a, a quick comment, we got to run uh, in just uh, a moment to a break. But as soon as we get back, uh, Anita in Capitol Heights will take your phone call. And if you want to slide one more in, now's the time during the commercial to get you up before we have to end the show. Tony, Penny, Dr. David Anderson, together we're talking about social justice and the gospel. Should the church take up the fight uh, for social justice? Should we care about the Good Samaritan where you cross over and help somebody? How if there's a whole system where no one's crossing over and helping anybody? What do we do? Just go to our churches and leave them lying there? Hmm. Hmm. We'll be right back. 
You're about to hear a commercial for Wave listeners specifically for a very unique mortgage team that has two very specific things to share with your family. One, the core substance of our mortgage team is faith and family. We're family operated with faith at our core. Two, we're a bit weird. We're a small family run team, but our small team has the advantage of being an arm of a big direct lender. And for you, that means personal care a family run team can give. But with big lending power, we use our own money, we get to make our own decisions, and often that advantage allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you a significant amount of money on new home purchases, cashing out equity in your home, or refinances. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing. Nice! UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York, NMLS number 1330, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. As a result of refinancing, total financing charges may be higher over life of loan. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results vary. Exclusions apply. Contacts and glasses are such a hassle. I'd love to finally get LASIK, but... I'm going to stop you right there. If you want LASIK, then the LASIK Vision Institute has officially taken away everything standing in your way. Isn't LASIK expensive? Not at the LASIK Vision Institute. We're offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. See for free if LASIK is right for you. By texting RADIO to 350-350. But I'm really busy. A text only takes seconds, and the LASIK procedure typically only takes 15 minutes. And best of all, most patients can get back to work the following day. I had no idea. The LASIK Vision Institute uses the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision. We've performed over 1.3 million procedures. That's experience you can trust. And we're offering 20% off our already low-cost services. What's that text again? Text RADIO to 350-350. That's R-A-D-I-O to 350-350 to schedule your free consultation today. Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale. A mission and goal to which they've been committed for the past 25 years. And now, when you visit PassportAuto.com on the web, you can take your own virtual Internet tour to enhance your buying experience and help you get to know their dealerships online. Just go to PassportAuto.com, browse their amazing inventory, Schedule a test drive of that vehicle you've been thinking about. Investigate financing, lease options, and much more. Whether you're thinking about a BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, or Mini, or whether you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Passport Auto Group is waiting to serve you right now. And I also want to tell you that as a longtime customer of Passport, I can assure you they do what they say they'll do, and they do it right. Passport Auto Group. Serving the Washington, D.C. metro area for 25 years. PassportAuto.com This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. 
Radio.com. And I'm always uh, thankful for your support, and I'm thankful for the support of Best Buy Waterproofing. Whenever uh, they do business with any one of my listeners, they make a $500 donation to the show. If you have water rising, call them. Call them even before the water rises. If you indeed have mold or mildew or you have water in your basement, just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com or give them a call, 844-980-3707. Today, Tony Penny's sitting in with me. We've been talking about uh, social justice in the gospel. And uh, one writer on our Facebook page asked, how does the statement of the drafters reconcile with uh, what Matthew 25 uh, teaches? Also, Eugene Kennedy talks about Matthew 23. And Earl Jones talks about the Holy Spirit leading us. So there's a, there's a lot there, Tony. Uh, before we end the show, let's get Anita on the line from Capitol Heights, Maryland. Hi, Anita. You're my last caller. What's your comment or question? Hi, Dr. Henderson. Good topic, as always. Thanks. Uh, my comment is that, yeah, you're welcome. My comment is that I don't see how anyone who's a preacher, teacher of the gospel, can divorce uh, social justice from the gospel because right. Jesus seems to I'm be with you. the relief. Yeah. You know, I don't <laughs> right. see how, but, but, as, but I'm, I'm a pastor. And uh, and I get I feel some type of way about pastors who think that way because the Bible clearly shows Jesus telling us what to do. You right. know, an example of the Samaritan. Remember right. the Samaritan, right? Uh, the man who was lying on the road bleeding, but the pastors mm-hmm. and the priests they all walked past. Right, it was, yeah, it was, it was religious the leaders. <laughs> You're right. Yes, the religious leaders walk past them, and I get so you know anger with the righteous indignation because mm-hmm. some pastors really believe that. Like, okay, people aren't hungry all year round, but we <laughs> just want to give you a turkey on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Day, mm-hmm. We'll give you a turkey. Amen, you know, Pastor. Amen. And we, come on now. And we are supposed <laughs> to be involved in social justice. But being led by the Spirit, of course, sure. you know, pastors and teachers, you don't want to just jump in everything. Sure. But we have a, we have a righteous right to be involved, to save the lost. To, Amen. To, to, to defend the children, to defend the helpless, yeah. to, to feed the hungry, to clothe people. Mm, That's it, thank Dr. You. Anderson. Well, Pastor, I'm going to tell you what, you just put an exclamation on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. God bless you, my dear sister. Tony, what's our bottom line here? The bottom line is um, social, well, justice and the gospel go hand in hand. Whether you call it social justice, political justice, whatever. Biblical justice, justice whatever Economic justice, whatever. Justice. Whatever. It goes hand in hand. When you are a follower of Jesus Christ, especially, um, we are called to look out for the least of these. Mm. The least of these are being shot in the street. Uh, by police officers, and they're mm. unarmed. The least of these are going away for uh, offenses um, uh, in prison at much longer rates than other people. Mm. The least of these have poor health care and can't afford uh, their cancer treatments or their mortgage at the same time. And how we get there is, uh, you know, up for debate. But the fact right. that we need to care is not. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you reached out to the least of these. Help us to do the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Action. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.